Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work. You can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Michael Cannon is the director of health policy studies at the Cato Institute. He'll be joining us as Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, now living in Belize. And uh, Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples, will be with us as well. It is February the 9th, and on this day in 1971, pitcher Leroy Satchel Page became the first Negro League veteran to be nominated for the Baseball Hall of Fame. In August of that year, Page, a pitching legend known for his fastball, showmanship, and longevity as a playing career, which spanned five decades, was inducted. Joe DiMaggio once called Page the best and fastest pitcher I've ever faced. Well, that's saying something. He'd faced a lot of them. Page was born in Mobile, Alabama, most likely on July the 7th, 1906, although the exact date remains a mystery. He earned his nickname Satchel as a boy when he earned money carrying passengers' bags at train stations. Baseball was segregated when Page started playing baseball professionally and in the 1920s, so he spent most of his career pitching for Negro League teams around the United States. During the winter season, he pitched for teams in the Caribbean and Central and South America. As a barnstorming player who traveled thousands of miles each season and played for whichever team gave him his asking price, he pitched an estimated 2,500 games, had 300 shutouts, and 55 no-hitters. In one month in 1935, he reportedly pitched in 29 consecutive games, unheard of by today's pitchers. In 1947, Jack- Jackie Robinson broke baseball's color barrier and became the first African-American to play in the major leagues when he joined the Brooklyn Dollar- Dodgers. The following year, Page also entered the majors, signing with the Cleveland Indians, now the Guardians, and uh, and becoming, at age 42, baseball's oldest rookie. He helped the Guardians win the uh, pennant that year and later played for the St. Louis Browns and Kansas City A's. Page retired from baseball in 1953, but returned in 1965 to pitch three innings for the Kansas City A's. He was 59 at the time, making him the oldest person ever to play in major leagues. In addition to being famous for his talent and longevity, Page was also well known for his sense of humor and colorful observations on life, including don't look back, something might be gaining on you, and age is a question of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. (laughs) In June 8th, 1982, he died in Kansas City, Missouri. He was in his 70s, just a young man, but why goodness, what a pitching career. It was just unbelievable by today's standards. Well, the House voted uh, last week on a resolution that states Congress denounces socialism in all its forms and opposes the implementation of socialist policies in the United States of America. The resolution enumerated the failures and immorality of socialism. It noted that socialist ideology necessitates a concentration of power that at time and time again collapsed in communist regimes, totalitarian rule, and uh, brutal dictatorships. It further argues that many of the greatest crimes against humanity committed by socialist ideologues, including famine, mass murder, and the killing of 100 million people worldwide. It lists the tyrants who have espoused this ideology, including Vladimir Lenin, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, uh, Fidel Castro, Pol Pot, uh, King Im Il, uh, Kim Jong uh, Il, uh, Kim Jong Un, uh, Daniel Ortega. Hugo Chavez, and Nicolas Maduro. Incredibly, 86 Democrats voted nay and 14 punted and voted present uh, for, the vo- for the vote. You may recall that uh, uh, Hakeem, uh, uh, what's his name, Hakeem, uh, uh, the <laughs> minority uh, leader of the House, 
uh, said, uh, you know, he doesn't want to uh, vote for something like that because uh, socialism is a large part of their program. Unbelievable. Well, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis wants $2 billion in tax relief to lower the burden. Hakeem Jeffries is his name. Forgive me for forgetting. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis wants $2 billion in tax relief to lower the burden of inflation on Florida residents. The family-focused tax ref, uh, relief in part of uh, DeSantis' framework for freedom budget, which, by the way, if you haven't read through that budget, it's really terrific. The b- biggest uh, tax relief package in Florida history that includes tax-free exemptions on everyday items for families, including a 15-week tax-free holiday from sales tax on tickets to events, parks, and other recreational activities. This is part of DeSantis' Freedom of Summer initiative, which will allow lower costs for families to enjoy their home state. We have to take a big chunk of this money and return it to the taxpayers, DeSantis said. Well, it's really not being returned necessarily to the taxpayers. You take a look at all this stuff that's being done. It's regressive in the sense that it's uh, it's returning money to people who probably don't even pay as much uh, taxes. But irrespective, it's a good idea. And uh, I just uh, think it's just uh, get helps people at the lower rung economically to get a, a leg up and to be able to afford the things that they need. Baby and toddler necessities will be permanently tax exempt. This includes shoes, clothes, cribs, strollers, food, diapers, and wipes. Uh, gas stoves will be permanently tax exempt, calling the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission proposed gas stove bar- ban irrational. Pet medications purchased over the counter will no longer carry a tax. Household items under $25 will receive a one-year tax holiday, which includes detergents, cleaning projects, products, and toilet paper. DeSantis stated that Florida was better known for as a retirement destination, but over the past two years, more families are migrating to the Sunshine State, and it's quickly becoming the fastest-growing state in the United States. DeSantis' budget would also appropriate more than $26 billion for K-12 schools, along with $500 million in relief for frequent toll road and bridge users that went into effect earlier this year. When asked about recent posts from the President uh, Donald Trump, DeSantis dismissed it and said, hey, he's having to, uh, a thick skin, is part of the territory, and he's focused on Florida. I spend my time delivering results for people in Florida and fighting for Joe, uh, fighting Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time, DeSantis said. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. DeSantis was also asked about the situation with Disney and whether the company will retain the tax and other privilege given to it by the legislature in 67. Both DeSantis and House Speaker Paul Renner uh, said that Disney will no longer be a self-governing entity. DeSantis also added that uh, Disney will pay its debt and will be paying increased taxes, a change from some of the privileges the company is going through uh, the Reedy Creek uh, Improvement Act. Disney is no longer going to have self-government. They're not going to have their own government, DeSantis said. Disney is going to pay its fair share of taxes, and Disney is going to honor the debt that it is exactly what the proposed legislation will do. There's a new sheriff in town, and that's just the way it's going to be, he said, <clears throat> when asked whether the legislature is moving ahead quickly with Disney and not waiting for regular session when it begins in March. Speaker Renner replied, well, we don't want to... Uh, wait around to fix things. If you look at the bill, there's at least a dozen things where powers that were likely building that their own nuclear power plant, which are gone. The Disney was, uh, they Disney were the watchdog on themselves and now they're not. So uh, in addition to that, uh, their Disney's problems go on. <clears throat> Disney CEO Bob Iger is expected to announce th- uh, thousands of layoffs and drastic cuts when the company reports quarterly earnings. Uh, the company, the cuts come from uh, following a disastrous 2022, which saw the company profit tank, profits tank after it embraced woke ideology. But Disney's woes just don't end there. The company is also facing a proxy fight from pro-Trump billionaire Nelson Peltz, whose Tryon fund management owns more than 9 million shares of the company. Uh Uh-oh. Meltz is angling for a seat on the Disney board and replaced Clinton veteran Michael Froman. But Peltz is unhappy about how the company is being run, including its ill-advised fight with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over the state's anti-grooming parental rights and education law. The fight didn't end well for Disney, which uh, lost its privilege of self-government, as we talked about. 
Disney's another victim of the current bloodbath affecting tech, Hollywood and big tech. The effects are cratering, and the advertising market is as companies pull back on ads and amid skyrocketing inflation and looming recession. Among those affected include Warner Brothers Discovery, Paramount, and Netflix. In 2022, the Walt Disney Company said a whopping $123 billion wiped out from its market value. $123 billion. Talk about making some bad decisions and being woke. As the uh, Daily Fetched noted that uh, 2022 represented Disney's worst worst year since 1974. Its financial woes come as the company increasingly embraces transgenderism, critical race theory, and other forms of woke politics. And it's an entertainment aimed at children. As reported last November, Disney's new animation adventure, Strange World, features its first openly gay character and it completely flopped at the box office. The movie faced massive criticism for what a parent said was forcing a progressive ideology on children. Just this week, Disney came under fire again for a cartoon aimed at young children declaring America was built on slavery and pushing reparations. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's appalling. The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, aired an episode featuring children discovering their town was founded by a slave owner. The episode comes just months after the new uh, CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, promised to quiet things down on the work front, on the woke front. Well, uh, the harm is done at this point. I think the brand is pretty well tarnished for quite a while. They're going to have trouble getting their reputation back. And the losses, they continue to mount at Disney. Well, Naftali Bennett, then Prime Minister of Israel, found himself pairing aboard a cramped, decrepit plane last year as it sailed over Kazakhstan. The long flight, arranged with the help of uh, Mossad, was bound for Moscow on a desperate mission, broker peace between Russia and Ukraine just after the two countries had gone to war. So if you can get this, he's in the air, he's going to Russia, he's going to try and resolve things. According to Bennett, uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin made two major concessions during their March 5th meeting. First, he announced, uh, renounced denazification, that is, regime change in Kiev. Second, he dropped his demand for Ukraine's demilitarization. Bennett also uh, said President Zelensky agreed to abandon Ukraine's pursuit of NATO membership in exchange. Both Putin and Zelensky seemed eager to end the fighting, but the U.S. had other plans. Bennett said a decision by the West was made to keep striking Putin under uh, Ukraine. They blocked it, and though I thought they were wrong, he said, Bennett noted that the government of uh, Germany and France were pragmatic towards the idea compared to the U.S. and the U.K., which took a more belligerent attitude towards Russia. Considering the U.K. is more of a lapdog or or neutered uh, lapdog of D.C., it's more likely that it was the U.S. who decided to keep the war going. Indeed, Bennett said he deferred to America in this regard. So just think about this for a moment. He went to uh, Russia. He got both sides to make concessions. They agreed to have peace, and the United States wanted to perpetuate the war. What's wrong with this picture? Makes no sense whatsoever. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. 
Ulubi's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulubees.com and stop by Lulubee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulubee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by InternationalHealthPlans.com. Are you planning on traveling abroad? Have you checked out your health insurance plan? Most health, most health insurance plans don't cover international travel. You want to be able to travel with confidence if something happens to you in terms of your health. So visit International Health Insurance. InternationalHealthPlans.com is the website. InternationalHealthPlans.com. Hey, the times are changing and trends in funeral services are making no exception. The traditional somber, formal affair marking one's passing is transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. And for that reason, on Sunday, February the 19th, Hodges Life Celebration Center, located at 26051 South Tamiami Trail, it's right there on the east side of the trail in Bonita Springs is going to hosting a community open house and reception from 2 to 4 p.m. with a ribbon cutting and champagne toast at 3.15 p.m. The new facility reflects the latest innovation in Florida services by Hodges. It's a dynamic and it's a, a capacity to accommodate both traditional and non-traditional funeral and memorials, said Mattel, uh, Michelle Matuzic the funeral director, but we're also eager to extend our facility to the community as a gathering place for those wanting to host a special brunch or luncheon uh, for friends or perhaps a dinner to honor an anniversary or a milestone event. Also, catering services are second to none at uh, the uh, Celebration Center. Uh, special guests will be Mrs. Thelma Hodges, widow of uh, former Earl Hodges, who passed in 2013. The two arrived in Naples in 55 when it was considered a fishing village. She's one of the three founding nurses at NCH, and when he was returning a veteran mortician from Korean War, making an obligatory stop to visit relatives before returning to his home in Tennessee. But the fates had something different in mind, and they both uh, met at a dinner party. They ended up getting married for 55 years. She's a wonderful woman, and uh, currently at age 95, she'll, 94, she will be there as well. So the RSVP, you can go to call 366-5333. 366-5333 is the uh, phone number. Again, that's February the 19th, Hodges Celebration Center at, uh, in Bonita Springs. Well, ex-Twitter executive faced heated questions from the members of Congress over the alleged allegations that the company purposefully suppressed Hunter Biden's uh, laptop story to affect the outcome of the 2020 election. Former Twitter executive Yoel Roth claimed that Twitter's decisions to suppress the laptop story came from fears that it was a Russian disinformation that did not want to affect the outcome of the election by helping share potentially bogus information. Uh, Twitter noticed activity related to the laptop that 
at first glance bore a lot of similarities to the 2016 Russian hack and leak operation targeting the DNC. Well, that should have been a <laughs> should should have been a good warning sign for him. But anyhow, Ross said that during a hearing held by the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, we had to decide what to do. And at the moment, uh, when limit, with limited information, Twitter, he said made a mistake. Well, they certainly did. Boy, if you watched any of that, any of those proceedings yesterday, those uh, members, former members of Twitter uh, really took a grilling and they deserved it. Uh, one of them said, uh, you know what, uh, right now we're just asking questions. Wait until he gets to the part where we uh, uh, make criminal charges. Don't know that they're ever going to get to that point because that doesn't happen in Congress. But the grilling really well deserved, and I'm happy to see these committees really asking some tough questions. Well, here's Gaul. The floor of the People's Republic of China is requesting the return of its surveillance aircraft after the balloon was shot down over the continental United States on Saturday. I'm not kidding. They really want it. They want their balloon back. <laughs> Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning. Uh, fielded questions Tuesday about the incident, which dominated news and cycles, uh, commanded attention for U.S. politics, asked for the additional information regarding the purpose of the spy balloon and reports of similar aircraft making routes through North America and South American airspace, Mao declined. So uh, not only did they humiliate the, the uh, United States and uh, Joe Biden, he waited until the aircraft the balloon tra traveled across the entire United States before it was shot down. And uh, now uh, they're asking for an apology and they're asking for their balloon back. It's unbelievable. Well, uh, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis announced his Framework for Freedom budget uh, proposal for fiscal 2023-24. The Framework for Freedom budget totals $114.8 billion, with total reserves exceeding $15 billion. The Framework for Freedom budget builds on Florida's successes as the state continues to outpace uh, the nation in terms of rebuilding a robust economy, safeguarding students and parents and teachers' rights, restoring our environment, and maintaining healthy reserves to respond to natural disasters. The free, uh, free state of Florida deserves uh, serves as a framework for states across the nation to follow. Florida's focus on freedom has led us to outpace the nation on all fronts, said Governor Ron DeSantis. Throughout the Framework for Freedom budget, we are establishing uh, freedom for poli first policies to benefit Florida workers and families to provide a, fr a framework for Florida prosperity. Florida will uh, fight against federal headwinds by putting forth sound physical policies that keep more money in the pockets of Floridians. Our budget proposal not only builds on the successes of the past four years, but ensures that Florida will continue to thrive. We're not going to have time to go through all the aspects of this budget, but it is very impressive. I will point out that for the first time, Florida not only has uh, retired people, but now we have more workers in Florida than we actually have in New York. <clears throat> Unbelievable. And we have 400,000 more registered Republicans than Democrats in Florida, which is a pretty astounding uh, benchmark as well. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting uh, with, let's see, who are we visiting with next? Is it Seat Motley? We're going to visit with Seat Motley, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. 
Finish what you started with the Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, uh, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. I hope you visit the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Keith Law, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Keith. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Well, we're a grassroots organization uh, that has been around for, I guess, close to 10 years now. Uh, we focus on K through 12 education, uh, trying to improve that um, for all of our children here in Florida. And uh, you know, some of the key things we focus on is getting rid of the indoctrination. We're huge supporters of school choice, and so uh, we look very, uh, we work very hard to provide alternatives uh, to kids uh, uh, versus our government schools. So. Uh, in a nutshell, that's what we do. Yeah, and doing a great job of it, I must say. It's been the impact that you've had on uh, education, public education in Florida has just been amazing in the last decade. So uh, last time we talked, you had some concerns about uh, the uh, uh, education savings accounts. I wonder if those have been resolved. Well, it's a little bit too early to tell. We had a meeting yesterday with uh, Commissioner Diaz. Uh, we've had meetings with uh, the sponsor of the House Bill 1 and uh, with uh, many of the leaders in both chambers. Uh, what we're concerned about, is we're, and I want to be real clear on this, we're huge supporters of the concept where the money follows the child. Right. The, de- the devil is always in the detail, and right now the bill as it exists uh, does, in our opinion, does some significant damage to both the homeschool community and the private school community by requiring them to take tests, government tests, and also they're putting in place some kind of a, what they call a choice navigator. And the role of that choice navigator is to um, work with families, require them to take those tests, report those to you know, a university they're setting up to keep track of the data. And so we just think that's uh, undermining um, education freedom here in Florida. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that, in a sense, to extend public education, the tent of public education, as opposed to providing choice for parents? Uh, well, we think so. Um, the governor, you know, the governor's been a huge supporter of freedom, you know, um, and we've made great strides as a state being the free state of Florida. So it's really kind of uh, weird if, 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 to think that the... Uh, the legislature wants to take away that education freedom and superimpose government regulations on uh, the homeschool and the private market. When in fact, those markets are working pretty well. Yeah, they're working. And they're, cer- and they're certainly running circles around the government schools. Absolutely, so. absolutely, Keith. So, uh, what else is it on your plate right now as you move towards the legislative session? I think it opens on March the seventh. Yeah, it does open March the seventh. We're working on uh, two other bills. Uh, we're trying to get the pornography uh, out of our school systems, and uh, we're also uh, working on a supplemental materials bill. Uh, most people don't really know what supplemental materials is, but it's, I call it the 800-pound gorilla, where uh, a teacher can pull anything into the classroom off the Internet 
without any oversight or following state regulations. So we're trying to get the legislature to require every school district, school board has a, a, a supplemental materials policy that holds their teachers accountable. Uh, I call it the three strikes and you're out. First time uh, is a ding, second time a bigger ding, and third time you're fired. So yeah. um, th- those are the things we're working on uh, extra hard right now. Keith, uh, you've got, by the way, how are you financed? Uh, we're all financed by donations uh, from uh, supporters. Uh, none of our board takes a salary, and, of course, all of our travel is on our own dime. We do have three uh, now full-time employees, an, educa- uh, an executive director, a marketing manager, and we just hired a policy um, advocate guy that's uh, working closely with the legislature. But it's all based on individual donations. So you've got an event coming up in March. Yeah, maybe you can tell us about it. Oh, it's a huge event. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's our big uh, annual fundraiser. It's at the Tiburon Ritz um, Carlton uh, with Newt Gingrich, uh, March 8th. Uh, and we still have tickets available and sponsorships. So if any of your listeners are willing to... Uh, to join us, you know, at the end of the day, this is about rescuing our children from a failing government school system, and uh, no one else in the state is doing what we're doing, and we could sure use uh, the individual support. So uh, it's GoFLCA is the website. GoFLCA. Tell us about it's Newt Gingrich is a uh, is a special guest, and uh, yes. uh, it, what else is going to be going on? Well, that's the primary. Uh, you know, it'll be a, a, a gala, uh, five-star dinner. There will be a VIP session. Um, that's pretty much sold out right now. Um, we, in fact, we have a wait list. But um, the, the primary event will be um, a, a, an auction item uh, with some really dynamic auctions, uh, a fund-to-need program, uh, and, uh, and then the keynote speaker, of course, will be Newt. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Again, goflca.com is the website, goflca.com. Keith, you and your organization do a terrific job. I just uh, really want to compliment you for what you've accomplished in in 10 years. And uh, it's because of you, and I think in large part because we don't have have Common Core anymore in Florida schools. You had such a big impact on improving the quality of education in Florida. That just continues from year to year. So thank you for everything you're doing. Well, thank you, Bob, for giving us an opportunity to share what we do with uh, your listeners. My pleasure, indeed. All right, well, coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Seton Motley. He is the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now 
now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and visit the website by visiting choicesocial.us. Choicesocial.us. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and the loudest people at the uh, State of the Union do, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you uh, watch the State of the Union address? No. Yeah. No, I did not. I, I had to vacuum my cat. I was very busy. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't watch it. I did, I did see the highlights. I did, my favorite moments were when the, you know, the alleged unwashed, the... the the conservative Republicans, D.C. doesn't want in attendance, you know, in in D.C. And, you know, it was a great article, I think, in The Federalist about how it was it was it was on the fly, immediate fact checking. You remember the, the one specific lie I'm thinking of is Biden saying Republicans are trying to cut Social Security and Medicare. Yeah. And Marjorie Taylor Greene immediately goes, liar. Yeah. <laughs> and. and and, and, you know, because, again, the, as the article said, wisely and wi- rightly, if it had been, if, it, if we deferred to the regular quote-unquote fact-checkers, they would have said, well, yeah, there are Republicans that want to cut Social Security and Medicare. And it's like, you know, it's, it's the normal fact-checkers we, we don't like for a myriad of other reasons. So they have to do stuff like this, or they lose almost instantaneously on every political point that's made. I don't know if you recall, but uh, one of the State of the Union addresses by Obama, somebody yelled, liar. Joe Wilson, South Carolina congressman. Yeah, and he got... You re- lie. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he got referred to the Ethics Committee. I think that was what happened. I, I, I actually was at that State of the Union. Wow. I was a friend of, my, a friend of mine at the time was a congressman named uh, Blake Farenthold from South Texas, Corpus Christi area. And he invited me. So I was actually at that State of the Union when, yes, when Joe Wilson yelled it. And I, if, if you heard a couple of people applauding, I was one of them. <laughs> so in any event, uh, the State of the Union, I mean, just lie after lie after lie. Oh, it's or... unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, I think I've used this analogy with you before. Um, I, I used it in a piece a couple weeks ago. You know, for many, many decades, the left was – Boiling the frog slowly, you know the expression. Yeah. If you if you put the frog in cool water and on a burner, and slowly turn up the heat, it doesn't acknowledge that the water around it is getting hot and it, gets, it cooks itself. Well, they were burning. The left was burning the U.S. slowly for decades, and then Trump won, and it freaked them the heck out. Right. So ever since then, they've turned the burner from three to eight. They're not cooking the frog slowly anymore. Right. And that's why you that's why, you know, average people who don't pay attention to stuff notice an increase notice an increased level of crazy the last two plus years. Or actually six plus years. You know, they, they they turned it up during the Trump administration. And that's what you're sensing now, and that's why, you know, one of my my greatest form of entertainment in Belize is telling native Belizeans that there's an actual political debate in the US about whether or not men can get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and they find that they all look at me, men and women alike, to a man and to a woman, look at me like, "Are you guys idiots?" And I'm like, "Yes, we are." Yeah, yes, we are. Yeah, uh, too much. Well, we, we, the the thing is, uh, and now I think, uh, of course, Biden didn't mention too much about the balloon. I don't think it even came up during the State of the Union. Well, years. no, he's not going to mention that's a that's a you know it's 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 blatantly again to the average person to the, the, their. The fight in D.C. is trying to get the people who don't pay attention. And that's always an inherent disadvantage for the people on our side who actually have facts on their side. Because it takes work to acquire facts. 
Right. It's better. It's easier just to float along in the jet stream. And of course, the jet stream is entirely controlled by the left. So the, the, the fight in D.C. isn't between Marjorie Taylor Greene and B- Biden. You know, Biden's intractable. He said so again during the State of the Union. He's not moving on anything. He's not negotiating on anything um, because he's Mr. Bipartisan from 50 years. Right. And so it's, it's, to, it's, to, it's to sway the people in the middle. Well, the average person watch the balloons slowly go across the entire continental United States and not get shot down until after everyone can acknowledge and realizes the mission was complete. If it's over the Atlantic Ocean, its mission is complete. Right. <laughs> What's it going to do? Track, track right whale uh, mating patterns at that point? No. No. It, it had completed its mission. The average person could look at that and go, well, you were a little late to that one, uh, President Biden. So that doesn't get mentioned because it's quite obvious that the objective was China's objective was accomplished, and you don't want to discuss that at a State of the Union. Well, one of the objectives, I'm sure, was to see how uh, Biden responded, and of course, his response yes. was meek, a uh, weak, and uh, it was just. Uh, well, it helps when you're on the Chinese payroll. I made a I, I made a meme that said the reason Biden hadn't hasn't shot down the blimp is because they take they deducted from his paycheck yeah which by the way yeah. they they said they want their blimp back <laughs> that's yes. Right. Yes. and yes. and and they, that's how much respect they have for the biden administration yeah hey yeah. give me hey you caught a spine give us our blimp back <laughs> <laughs> and and they 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 uh, admonished joe biden for doing for uh for doing that he said you had no right shooting our you know it's it's just unbelievable. This is our private airspace. I mean, that was an invasion. Yes. In, uh, and, I of guess. course, the immediate lie was there were several during Trump's administration. Yeah. And, and again, the first point that, to be made is we had – it was moving so slowly and was so observable by the average person that we had video from people on their cell phones all across the country of this thing. Yeah. You're telling me with the anti-Trump media – Nobody saw it. There were three during the Trump administration, and nobody videotaped it. And the media wouldn't amplify the heck out of that video. Yeah. So that, of course, is a, is quite obviously a lie. And then, of course, you had all the uh, sec- national security officials come out and, and immediately during the, from the Trump administration and say, "No, it didn't happen. They're lying. Somebody's lying. It's not true." Of course, it didn't happen because, again, like you said. This is this is a demonstration of their lack of respect for Biden, and and I think the lack of effort, lack of attempt during the Trump administration was them acknowledging that Trump was a little more serious a person than is uh, Alzheimer's Biden. Well, I, as I understand it, that Biden put in a phone call to the communist Chinese, and they wouldn't take his call. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, for, for, well he, he, that, he made that call after he accidentally called the North Koreans because he got the numbers mixed up. Oh. <laughs> hey, uh, one of the things I'd like to ask you about, but I'm changing the topics now, but uh, I, sure. I am, I'm curious because when you first introduced us to what's happening with uh, 5G, and it seems to be lumbering along, and uh, I, I just wonder if you yeah, could give us an update of what's going on. You, 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 yeah, you're right with periodic updates. It, it, it's, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of... Um, mechanical updates around the country, you know, 4G and going backwards, the G stands for generation, this is fourth generation, we're going to fifth generation wireless. Um, 4G and backwards used exclusively large, giant towers Uh to throw signals to one another. 5G's a lot more, you know, your phone's going to upload and download a gig of a gig of data per second that's that's orders of magnitude faster but to do that it's not just big tower to big tower anymore they have to put little uh towers and lots of them in in population dense area there are a lot of these they're about the size of pizza boxes each of these antennas and there have to be a lot of them because of course they're not as big they're not as you know these giant towers are are sight line to sight line because you know you one tower is 100 feet tall, and the next tower is 100 feet tall, and they, there's nothing blocking the signal, right? Right. So 5G is going to be all these little pizza boxes all over the place, 
And they're going to be on buildings, not on top of, you know, on the side of buildings and on the top of buildings. So, but what that does is that massively increases the data. Um, we are, as, as has been with every generation, we are in a race with China to get there first. The country that gets to the next generation wireless first gets to set the global standards. And I would rather, you know, I'm not Biden. I would rather the U.S. set the standards rather than China. Yeah. And, and so we're getting there. They're getting there. The question is, who gets there first? Um, we, it's, it's, it's a close race. It's always been a close race. We've always eked out a win. Um, earlier, earlier generations, very early generations were not close because we invented the technology. And then, you know, as, as these things are, when you've invented it and no one else has even seen it yet, you're going to have a huge advantage, but then the, the gap is closed. So, uh, in this, in this race is, is one of the metrics for winning, uh, how many getting, getting pizza boxes up and installed? You got to get pizza boxes up. Yes. There's, there's two major factors. You need pizza boxes up all over the place. Um, and two, you need wireless spectrum. That's every that's that's the the airwaves everything uses from cell phones all the way down to your car key fob, right? You know mm-hmm. how you can walk up to your car and unlock your car. Yep. That's wireless spectrum. Now, not you know, it's like the monopoly board. Not all spectrum is created equal. Some of it's boardwalk and park place. Some of it's Mediterranean and Baltic avenues. You know, it's it's varying quality. So we got to get more high quality spectrum. Most of about 60% of our high quality spectrum is held by the government. And of course, they never want to give it up. And what we have to do is concentrate on getting these because they don't one, they don't want to give it up. And two, they don't use it very efficiently. Yeah, you know, they build a they build a, a, a single family home on a strip of spectrum that should have a high rise condo. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not using it very well. So you can do what's called consolidation, you can move three homes on three spectrums bands to one uh-huh. and combine them and then free that frees up two that you can sell to the private sector so that needs to happen there needs to be a lot of consolidation in the in the government you got to get the government out of the way you know every time a lot of it's held by the defense department and the national security administration so to protect their turf every time you say we need some of your spectrum national security when of course you know you know they overclassify everything they declare way too much national security than it actually is um you know so you know one of the sidelights i mean it's not don't get me wrong on any of this but one of the sidelights of all these classified documents turning up in everyone's houses is they overclassify things yeah they classify too many things yeah they claim national security too often they claim, you know, that's what they do. So, um, I mean, JFK's assassination still isn't declassified. It's been 60 years. Hello. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, um, so we need to get the spectrum out of government hands into private hands. And it makes some money. It's not a, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a ton of money for the government. It's tens of billions of dollars that these private companies pay for these bands of spectrum at these auctions. So that's the two things. You got to get the pizza boxes up, but I think the the first thing is they're not going to invest in the pizza boxes and installing them until they know they have spectrum to use the pizza boxes on. So I think we need to really get off the schneid at the federal government level and free up the spectrum to because of course China China's not so dainty in in, in allocating spectrum as we as you know. Yeah, it's not a matter of gee, we'll clear it off and we'll sell it to the private sector. No, that's not how it works in China. They're a little more forthright in how they acquire it in ways they want to use it. So, see, is there plenty of spectrum? In other words, even if it was managed well? Well, they've gotten very good at maximizing, the private sector has gotten very good at maximizing spectrum and using spectrum previously thought to be unusable. Uh-huh. There's, there's, I think it's called millimeter spectrum, or I think it's what it's called. It's this spectrum because, you know, it's got, they, they do low band, medium band, high band. And the high band has this millimeter spectrum that, that was thought to be too small and too unaccommodating of data to be utilized. And this company, Qualcomm, out in San Diego, who invented how to connect phones to the Internet and has been the chief reason why we've won the race every generation, um, they figured out a way to use millimeter spectrum. So now you remember, it's a finite thing. There's not unlimited spectrum. It's a, it, there, there's a range of spectrum, and that's it. That's all there is. Gotcha. So the, the fact that they put into play a large chunk of spectrum that everyone had written off as unusable 
is very helpful. And again, you've got to get the spectrum into private hands so these kind of inventions and innovations can happen. Government's not going to figure that out. You know, see, <laughs> you know, I mean, this is they're, they're they're researching they're researching transgender uh, roles <laughs> in college campuses. That's what they're spending their science money on. This has been so informative, Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. Uh, visit lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round, Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Uh, you know what? I have to turn up the microphone so you can hear me. <laughs> uh, the show is brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. We get the politics, we know the policy, and we prepare elected officials to win in the legislature. You can find out more by visiting thefga.org. Uh, we have with us the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Bob, my pleasure, uh, as always. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always my pleasure, Bill. So glad you could join us. So uh, I wonder, any good scoop going on in the city? Well, I'll tell you what. They, they are um, keeping themselves busy, uh, and I'm not necessarily saying this in a positive way. Um, there are a lot of upset people out there. Um, it seems that council, led by uh, the illustrious mayor, um, are on a new tear now. They are doing things as fast as they possibly can, passing ordinances. Um, uh, they're, they're trying to um, get things passed so that you, because right now you don't know about your lot, if you have a uh, house, certain lot size, um, and something happened to it in a hurricane, um, they're trying to in, put new rules in place, new ordinances, new codes, and um, they're just saying, yeah, they discuss it and then they want to vote on it. They have had no community meetings, which should be plenty of community meetings and discussion. Um, so next Monday, I can tell you they're having a, there will be a big community meeting down there because people are upset. I know that the uh, Collier Building Association 
uh, has a large group. I know that um, uh, citizens uh, to protect their property rights have a large group down there um, that they're going to show up with and uh, and 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 speak out. Um, and uh, the uh, the the builders are going to come down, our architects, because they're just uh, they're shotgunning stuff through, Bob. And so um, it's, here's the it's thing, Bill. People have uh, gone through this hurricane, and, and now they're uh, kind of reeling, trying to uh, get their lives back in order, get property back in order, and so forth. And at the very time where they're trying to do that, they're making changes on, on what the requirements are going to be in order to rebuild. Correct. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That that that's what they're they're trying to do, and they're also doing some other really goofy stuff. I mean, uh, uh, Vice Mayor McCabe. Um, is, is somewhat of a ringleader in this. Um, he, um, the other day I, I was listening to it and, um, he, they, they, they passed something. It was just a, just a normal, uh, uh, routine business. And he says, you know, we should make it that everything we pass, uh, is absolutely official and it can't be changed because we are the final say in the matter and whatever, so he's trying to do his figure is is make it a way where they make it an ordinance uh, instead of a resolution, and so that uh, in order for another council to come in, like he's trying to get it so it never change, so there can't be any change, which is so ridiculous. Right? Then you can't do that. I mean, he can be yeah, they can be the power while they're in office and everything, but they can't do that. You know, times change, things change, um, uh, codes change, everything. As we move forward, uh, you have a hurricane, you know codes are going to change uh, for Florida building codes for sure. But um, they're just, uh, I, I candidly think they're out of control. I do. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, we've got an election coming up uh, in a year, um, and I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I think what's happening is uh, I think the younger generation has, uh, I hate to say it like that, not teenagers, but the younger generation uh, um has uh, with the young professionals have finally seen what's going on in the city, and I think you're going to see some, uh, perhaps some really really good candidates that you like to see in there that have a uh, an interest for the future. Oh, we certainly hope so, Bill. So is the mayor up for re-election? Yes, yes. Wow. And we we don't know whether she will or she won't. Uh, there are the factions say that she will, and there are a lot of people that say she won't. Um, but time will tell on that, and we'll know more as we go on. You know, so are you um, seeing any? But, are you seeing any good uh, candidates emerge? I'm not seeing any yet, but it's a little early, uh -huh. Bob. Um, you know, we're we still have. Um, it's a year from March, and usually, um, you know, Old Maple Association is busy as can be, obviously trying to recruit their their uh, candidates and run the show like they do. Um, they're after the airport authority these days, um, uh, and trying to get them to switch flight patterns, which they've been doing for years and years and years trying to do that. But, um, thank goodness the FAA, um, is in charge of them and doesn't, and, and uses the safest, uh, most efficient way to get the plane up and out. So, um, I, I, um, I could see a real uh, battleground there. Yeah. They start flying planes all over the place. So, I mean, it's just, um. Uh, to me, uh, I just think that they should have just taken taken a deep breath, sat back, looked at some of these things, had some community meetings, got a lot of discussion. You know, you don't have to force anything through. It was like the centennial, Bob. Mm -hmm. uh, they, she, the first centennial event that she did back in December that Mayor Heitman did in December was a bust. She had people lined up and everything. Nobody showed up. Oh. Um, the people have other things on their mind. The centennial is a wonderful thing, but put it off a year until things are settled down and yeah. uh, people have are, are back in some homes and they're getting what they need to get done. Um, so, like I say, uh, I, I kind of am glad I'm not mayor right now. <laughs> well, we miss you, Bill. Well, thank you, I just really appreciate uh, your your uh, commentary here on the show. Before I let you go, who's who's your pick for? Uh, the Super Bowl. KC. KC. <laughs> uh -huh. you, How about you and Linda? Well, I would say we probably agree with that one. So, uh, Bill, 
should be an interesting game. Just really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Bob. You have a great one. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, Bill. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests coming up for tomorrow, including William Yateman. He is a senior legal fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation. And Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston, will be joining us as well. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail. Dot com. Also, if you enjoy the show, I hope you'll tell your friends. It's one of the ways we get the word out and support our advertisers. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.